Can we turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 22? Luke 22. Luke chapter 22. Verse uh, 45. Luke chapter 22. And verse 45. Verse 45 and verse 46. Let us pray. Father in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word. As we go into your word this morning, we ask that you'll speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, and when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And let's check another scripture. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. The pop, uh, verse 4. We'll read from verse 4 to 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. In Luke chapter 24, chapter 22 that we read, this was an incident that happened before Jesus Christ was arrested and he was crucified. He told his disciples that everything that was going to happen, he told them about all that was going to happen to him told them about his betrayal that was going to take place, how one of them would betray him. And uh, the leaders of the Jews, how they will mock him, how they will scourge him, how they will crucify him. After, in Matthew's, uh, 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 there was a time when Jesus spoke about his death in Matthew's gospel, that Peter rebuked him. So that gives us an idea of 
you know, the fact that the disciples, it was not, it was never a palatable news for the disciples. But after telling them these things that would befall him, he took one of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And of course, we know the story, how Jesus knelt down. He told them that they should pray. Then he went forward a bit, he knelt down and he prayed. For an hour. And when he got up from where he was praying, he came to the disciples. The Bible says that he found them sleeping for sorrow. That's verse 45. He found them sleeping for sorrow. Luke was the one that gave this detail. Said he found them sleeping for sorrow. It means that after hearing the news, and they were asked to go pray. Instead of praying, they were worried, they were troubled by the things that they had heard from Jesus. They were so worried, they could not pray. They were so worried, they couldn't pray. They were so heavily weighed down. by the things that they had heard. So instead of praying, they fainted. And when Jesus saw them sleeping, he said, why are you guys sleeping? Why sleep ye? Just rise and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. In other words, rise and pray so that you will not be defeated by trials. Rise, temptations there talks about trials, talks about challenges. Troubles. So, enter into temptation there is not necessarily talking about, oh, that, that the troubles will not come at all. Because in this case, the trouble came to Jesus. Amen. It actually came despite his prayer. His prayer did not avert it. Praise God. So, what I want to point out to us here is that instead of the disciples praying after hearing the news that was not pleasant, they allowed their minds, the sorrow that came in their hearts, 
to overwhelm them. Sorrow kept the disciples away from prayer. They could not pray because their hearts were weighed down by sorrow. And anytime we allow ourselves to be weighed down by the negative things that are happening around us, many times we will not be able to pray and exercise our authority or our victory in Christ. So you see, that's why the Bible tells us to take control of our minds. Instead of sorrowing, he tells us to rejoice. Philippians 4, verse 4 that we read, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah. So they gave in to sorrow instead of praying. James chapter 1 in verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials. In other words, sorrow will keep you away from prayer. Um, And you know what? Look at the reverse. Prayer will keep you from sorrow. Remember that Philippians that we read, he said, don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If we allow our hearts to be overwhelmed with sorrow, It will keep us from prayer. And that is what the devil wants for us. So what's the lesson today? Whenever you are tempted to sorrow, don't yield to your flesh. It's fleshly. Amen. But ah, but that news, you know, very, you know, it. My my mind, I was. It was really so painful. It was really so hurting. It was oh, it was really a mess. I'm really serious. But sorrowing will not solve the problem. But when you pray, prayer will keep you away from sorrow. You cannot be praying and sorrowing at the same time. How do you overcome? Is any man in trouble? James chapter 5. Let him pray. If you yield to prayer, you will overcome the trials. If you yield to sorrow, you will be defeated eventually by the trials of life. So no matter what you go through in life, even if you are the one that caused it, even if it was as a result of a mistake, or even whether it was knowing of 
unknowing, whatever, however it comes. Said, don't give sorrow a place in your heart. When life becomes sour and there's no one around to cheer you up and give you hope, refuse to sorrow. Sorrow will sap you of all the strength that you have and it will eventually destroy you. It will not allow you to handle things from the realm of the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter seven. Second Corinthians chapter seven, the 10th verse. It says, godly sorrow works repentance to salvation. The sorrow of the world walketh death. The sorrow of the world walketh death. So, worldly sorrow, where your flesh takes over. <clears throat> Amen. It walks death. Sorrow will put death to walk in the life of a of a, of, 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 a, of a person. So sorrow is a distress. Eh, please allow me to, to just express my sorrow over this matter. Don't stay there. That's why you see, even Paul admonished us that we should not sorrow the way the world sorrows when we lose someone, when a believer dies. So we should not sorrow as the world sorrows as if there's no hope. Sorrow creates a hopelessness mindset. Sorrow creates a hopelessness mindset. So don't give it any place in your life. When the devil sends you his worst shot, refuse to yield to sorrow. When he sends you the, his worst shot ever, say, refuse to yield to his sorrow. Make sure you keep your joy and remain prayerful. If the devil, remember what Jerry Savell used to say, if the devil cannot steal your joy and plant sorrow in your heart, he can't win you. He can never defeat you. So if you are joyful in the midst of that terrible situation, that's then you are bound to win all the time, no matter how big that trouble may be. Hmm. No matter how big that trouble may be. Don't allow yourself to be weighed down. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. Let's read it from the Amplified Translation. Proverbs 15. Verse 15, it says, uh, all the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. 
but he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Let me read it again. It says, all the days of the desponding and afflicted, they are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. That's sorrowing. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. So there are some people who, who are always anxious and they're always full of anxious thoughts. Anxious. Even when things have not happened. Anxious about tomorrow. Worrying about their finances. Worrying about their work. Worrying about their family. You know, just, just worrying. You know, and they, they, they some even have a feeling that something, something is, evil is going to happen to them. The Bible says the days of such people are made evil by their thoughts. So that's why you've got to guard your thoughts. Anticipating evil unnecessarily. You're already plotting. The, I mean, the devil is is just walking things in your mind, walking things in your mind, creating all kinds of pictures. The Bible says if your heart is glad, you will live above circumstances, regardless of them. So don't give sorrow any place in your heart. Amen. The devil may have taken away everything that you have. The devil say he has taken away everything. Despite that, refuse to sorrow. Everything that you have lost will surely come back if you leave, if you, if you, if you refuse to live in sorrow. So, dear friend, dear brother. I'm saying dear friend as if I'm on the encounters with grace. <laughs> so my dear brother and my sister, let's, let's wake up. Put an end to sorrow and begin to rejoice. Begin to pray. Is any man in trouble? Let him pray. Not let him sorrow. Let him pray. Not let him sorrow. Hallelujah. That is what the word of God says. So let's begin to practice God's word. Pray. Declare God's word over your life. And you will overcome that trouble. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope that blessed somebody this morning. Let's say together. In the name of Jesus, I am full of the joy of the Lord. 
I refuse to allow sorrow any place in my heart. I refuse to allow anxiety regardless of the circumstance. I rejoice always. So I will not be defeated and cannot be defeated by any circumstance. At all times, in all places, I am victorious. I am winning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We refuse to sorrow. Father, situations and circumstances will drive us to the place of prayer. They will drive us to the place of declaring your word. Our hearts will not be overwhelmed in the name of Jesus. Our hearts are fixed, trusting in the Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory for your word this morning. I bless everyone as we go out. We call our going out blessed. We call our coming in blessed. Our steps are ordered of the Lord and we prosper in all our ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you, everyone. And have a wonderful day.